off to college oh, this weekend right. had uh what year off. so my son is a senior down at luther so we have to go down to decora on sunday and experience that lovely little hamlet and then uh yesterday heading back over to the u and getting our daughter situated in pioneer hall which has just been remodeled and oh. is a, it's beautiful i love how they maintain some of the traditional architecture on the outside and uh, it's amazing to see uh, how some things remain the same you know a dorm hall is still a dorm hall yeah. and a uh, dorm room is still a, a dorm room with similar items but uh, yeah so kind of fun uh, back to being empty nesters now and so yeah. as we hit this this second week of school yeah, great. Well, I uh, yeah, it was good. We went uh, we went up to the lake because uh, we're because I'm that Minnesotan that I got to go to the lake uh, on Labor Day weekend. Um, uh, traffic not too bad. Traffic was a uh, dream. It was yeah. super easy to get there. Uh, I drove 15 miles over the speed limit. It was awesome. And then uh, once we were there, uh, we were doing tricks on the jet ski. So nice. it, was, it was yeah, it was cool. We saw a bear. And a bobcat, and wow. uh, I know, and a pileated woodpecker, yeah. all at the same time. I'm glad you didn't see a cougar. I guess they've been spotting those in Eden Prairie recently. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. They're, well, they we used to have those in Boulder, Colorado. They will hunt you, which is uh, really unsettling. Um, as long as we're down down this rabbit hole, fun yeah. fun fact that I learned while I was in Boulder: the reason why they suggest you have your dog on a leash is because if your dog is running around freely and it gets spooked by a mountain lion, it will run back to you, drawing the mountain lion back to you, uh, which is something you probably don't want. That is a fun fact. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so if you're ever in Boulder with a dog, yeah, use yeah. a leash. We'll use a leash. Uh, so okay. this is the Safe for Prep uh, podcast that Mike and I have been trying to stick with since we started it back in May. Once a week, we sit down and just reflect on the week that was previous and some of the great teaching and teaching stories that we were able to uh, witness in our work in the district. Yeah, you know, with the first week of school, uh, there's a lot of community building going on, lots of opportunities for uh, building relationships with kids. And uh, certainly in my work at the secondary schools, I saw a ton of that, um, saw some great activities where students took leadership uh, with the, the high school mentor program and 
getting the ninth graders situated in the new building and the web program at the middle schools. Um, it was really fun to see that. And even, you know, kids that may not have been a mentor helping fellow students get to a class. You know, I saw that at Valley View the other day. It was really fun. I saw some really fun, creative uh, activities. Um, Southview, some of the grade levels had a break in to yeah. school. Oh, yeah. Where they did some different things. And uh, right off the bat, the seventh grade did this inquiry project that they've done the last couple of years with uh, where they're, there's a mystery and something has happened and they need to solve it. And uh, the perpetrators are the the suspects are all the teachers in seventh grade. And so uh, some really fun, fun things that are going on there. And kids are building their learner profiles yeah. at, at both the middle schools in different ways. And um, so really fun to kind of see that and the energy that uh, all the students uh, back in the buildings bring to the experience. So yeah. it's been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that idea of uh, uh, our keynote uh, speaker. Uh, I don't remember his name. I remember him from, he spoke at my high school senior breakfast and he said to call him Mark Shakenbake. And I don't, is Sharon Brock, right. something is his last Sharon name. Brock. But he made that point about, uh, you know, rolling out the red carpet on the first day of school. And so I love the idea of having inquiry-based, breaking into school, making it seem yeah. like, hey, this is a place you want to get into and we're making it challenging. Right. And then what a cool way to activate curiosity as a way to get to meet and know who your teachers are. And, uh, and, and that sort of creative dedication to activating kids um, curiosity and thoughtfulness is one of those one of those teaching things that I think uh, maybe sometimes is taken for granted by people who are not in our profession but exactly. I, uh, I love that and uh, yeah and so um, in the spirit of rolling out the red carpet I did see uh, over at uh, I was at Highlands and two of the classrooms over at Highlands um, are rolling out. We're rolling out the red carpet. They had uh, the kids were throwing paint darts. So they had a big target in the front of the room, a paper target in the front of the room, and then plastic down the wall and on the floor to protect the carpet. And then the kids were throwing paint darts. And uh, and I I can't even I didn't I wasn't able to stick around to see why what the outcome of that was. <laughs> but I didn't care. I was like that is genius and someone who took the moment from the keynote to apply that yeah. right away, which was, which was, was super cool. I like that. I love that. Um, yeah. So uh, we've got some good stories to tell uh, that actually happened in the spring of last year and that connect to some of the work uh, that we're trying to do this sort of dedication to always understanding um, what actually helps uh, the students, what helps the children be active in their learning, and uh, and that and that in some way is being reflected through some of the, the excuse me science scores that we saw at the high school. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So our high school biology team kind of they, you know, looking at our Edina Learning Framework where uh, pathways and proficiency are uh, two of the important components of that, and so they gave students some choice in how they were going to be assessed uh, at the end of the year. So if students uh, wanted to, if they took the MCA and they got the results back and they could see that they were 
proficient or exceeded proficiency, um, if they chose to use that score as their final exam score, they could do that. Um, or if they decided, no, I want to try and do better, they could do that and take the final. Um, but it was a, a great way to kind of give kids ownership on, on that, how they were going to be assessed. And um, the scores jumped amazingly. We had 93% of our students uh, exceeded or met the standards. And uh, we saw incredible jumps, uh, not just uh, overall, but also in some of our uh, subgroups and, and whether it's defined by race, ethnicity, other things, um, saw some tremendous uh, uh, decrease in the gaps. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, really, really um, remarkable decrease in the gap. Right. Like 20 points or something exactly. like that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and so um, I know I had... You know, this information, I learned about it in the spring, but because of the embargoes that yeah, happened yeah. With, with, with some of this data, um, had to be uh, wait till this past week to, or to launch it. But um, in talking with Eric Burfind, who uh, was one of the members of the uh, biology team, he talked about how it just wasn't that they incentivize things or whatever you want right. to call it, uh, giving kids this choice. Um, but they really worked hard to build relationships with the kids. And um, it also gave them some data on the proficiencies and, and the standards that kids still needed to work on so that between when the MCA was taken and the final exam was taken, the, the small number of kids that still needed that support to, to try and uh, make sure that they learned the information, uh, they were able to give that support in a personalized yeah. way. And that was a really... Uh, awesome things. So yeah. um, huge kudos to them. I know that they're going to probably be presenting some of their stuff to the school board here in the coming months. And uh, But um, it's a great lesson that I think other departments are going to try and incorporate yeah. and, and try and give that. But it's, it's really interesting when you give kids choice and provide those different pathways, you can see some tremendous results. And so kudos to them. Yeah, it's uh, what I like about it is it's borderline subversive because it sort of um, takes the MCA and then uses it as a tool for themselves to help their kids, which I think is great. Um, and then I and I also, um, you know, to speak plainly and truthfully to these things, it's one data point. It's one example. Exactly. I'm really excited to see next year how this model holds up. Right. And uh and again, the details of what they did beyond just swapping one test for another, but the support that they gave after they used that to learn about where they're at is really where the interesting things happen. And so kudos to them. Uh, it's going to be a lot of yay, 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 because you did good on the MCA. But we know, all of us here in Adina Public Schools, that it is so much more than that single test moment, uh, that it was a lot of things that they did and, and, and thoughtful decisions that they made in order to try to solve a problem, which is to, and and I think the problem that they're solving is to try to make that test actually relevant for the kids. Exactly. If, they're, if we're going to ask the kids to take the time to do that, it should matter to them yep. if we're asking them for that time, which seems really fair. It does. Uh, so I like that. I love that approach, and I look forward to seeing how that turns out again this next year. Um, at the elementary level, uh, I've on the first day of school, I happened to be at Concord helping out uh, with some early technical issues. 
and uh, and then I just started walking around and I saw so many happy faces that I, I, I made it a point. I tried to get to every grade level team at all six sites in one day. And uh, some of you weren't in your room, so if you didn't see me, you weren't there. Um, because I did manage to do it, uh, I will be, uh, you know, full disclosure, the buses were leaving at Normandale when I got there, uh, but I did I did make it around to all six sites, which inspired in me this idea that the second Wednesday of the month, I'm going to do Walkabout Wednesday, which is going to be an intentional effort to get to all six sites and just see the wonderful teaching that's going on, because uh, part of my own personal curiosity or professional curiosity, I think, is I'm always curious about, can you tell good teaching or, or rather how quickly can you identify good teaching uh, when you walk into a space? And uh, it's really quick. You can tell pretty quick. And so my quick story from this week, I've got a bunch of them, but the one that I'm going to focus on is I was going to Creek Valley uh, to visit the kindergarten team there because we were having some issues with Seesaw and uh, that's high stakes for the kindergarten families, because they really want to see what's going on with the kids. Uh, so I was I was going around there just to see what was up, and I popped into one of the kindergarten classrooms, and the kids were all um, working on their dreams. They were drawing out their dreams. They had a little cloud bubble on the piece of paper, and they were drawing their dreams for kindergarten. And it was it was fun. Wow. Uh, one of the things that moves me is how eager the kids are to share with any adult that walks into the room what their dreams are. But here's where the great teaching showed up in that. After the kids had a good amount of time, uh, 15, 20 minutes to work on this, uh, the teacher in three days, I think this was day three, had set the routines, eyes on eyes on you, eyes on me, whatever the call and response is, sorry, I don't know. And then shh, shh, shh. And these kids responded to that, turned up to her. And what she did is she encouraged them to go deeper, and and she did that through questions. She said, I see some of you are working with one color, and that's really great. Do you think you could use another color? I see some of you are drawing this. Do you think you could, and put it into the hands of the kids to say, what else could you do? This is good, can you make it even better? And the challenge that that presents. And uh, I just thought that was a good example of taking a small moment and the instincts of a good teacher showing up is encouraging kids to grow from where they are. And, and I thought right. that was fun. I thought it was good. That's awesome. Well, I think it's, it's amazing because that inherent love of learning. Yeah. Uh, that especially in kindergarten, that kids come yeah, to yeah. come with uh, the things that sometimes I think it's our job just to try and mitigate as much as possible taking away that love of Absolutely. learning and just keeping that Absolutely. going is, is such a, it's a huge thing. And so yeah. activities like that, it's, it's great to kind of see that. Yeah. I was continue. once asked in a job interview, uh, what would I do to help create curiosity in a third grader? And my answer was, I don't think I need to create curiosity in a third grader. I think I need to defend it and protect it. Exactly. Uh, Cause they come to us with it. Um, yeah, uh, another quick reflection, uh, none of the buildings were under construction at the elementary level. They were That's all awesome. set. Yeah. 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 So the classrooms were set. Yeah. Uh, we weren't plugging stuff in at a feverish pace, uh, in large part. And then 
Seesaw, Schoology, Infinite Campus, all well-known tools. So we've yeah. had some blips, but uh, most of those blips have been taken care of within the first week of school. Right. So that feels pretty good, too. I think so. And uh, once we figure out branded uh, YouTube, YouTube channels, channels yeah. I think once we get that figured out, we'll be in uh, good shape. And uh, that's been a fun, fun activity to kind of work through this, this first week of school, but um, looking forward to what the uh, short week brings here yeah. and uh, hope everybody has a good one. Uh, I am off to help some staff members and uh, okay. Annette, make it a good week. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Mr. Walker. Make it a good week. Everybody. Thanks for listening to our quick little safe for prep podcast. We hope you turn it on during your prep once in a while and hear the stories of your colleagues around the district. Thanks, everybody. Make it a good one. Go Hornets.